You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Pure Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Equal Vision Records and Sound Talent Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week, guys, we have another big guest, Mr. Sonny Sandoval from POD. I know a lot of you guys know who POD is. I think they sold 12 million records so far worldwide. Not too shabby. Um, I remember picking up their early, early stuff back. We talked about it a little on the episode, but we did this tour of Alaska with a band called Dogwood and a band called The Undecided. It was our first tour. It was literally three shows. I think we only played two of them. So we used to call it the the VHS tape, I think, that had uh, the shows on it was called Tour Three Shows. So instead of Tour Three Shows, it was the number two or three shows. Hilarious stuff went down. Uh, we rode back from Kenai, I think Kenai to Wasilla in the back of a truck in the winter time, like in the back, like open bed with sleeping bags rolled over us. Like it was insane. It was the things you do when you're a kid, right? But uh, that's where we first found POD um, was through those bands because I think they had just got done touring with them in the states or something. They're like, you have to check out this band too. Um, so POD's a band I've been aware of for a very long time. Sonny is an amazing dude, very, very graceful, uh, uh, well-spoken, just nice guy. And uh, my buddy Scott Bowling, who is going to be coming up on the show here on Thursday, is the one who introduced us. So thanks to him. 
uh, for introducing because Sonny and I never crossed paths in music ever. So um, it was a great chat. Uh, we talked about a lot of different things, and uh, I'm stoked to bring it to you guys. So let's get some business out of the way, and we will jump in. Uh, PeerPleasurePodcast.com is the website. PeerPleasurePod at gmail.com is the email. If you want to get in touch with me with guest ideas or or anything, really. Um, and we now have the Peer Pleasure Inner Circle Facebook group. Uh, so go to Facebook in the search bar, type in Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle, request to be part of the group. It's a private group just because we talk about things in there sometimes that people don't want posted around uh, or viewed publicly. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we uh, want to respect everyone's privacy. So uh, there's a lot of discussion in there. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I've been against Facebook groups or, or doing one for a long time because I didn't know how or what the point was. And, you know, a week or two after being on, I'm on it every day and I love it. So I love interacting with you guys on a more personal level. And it's a lot easier to do that than message to message to message if we're like talking in a thread or something. So uh, I'm really enjoying that. Anyways, I want to get into this episode because it's a good one. I appreciate you guys coming back week after week. And without further ado, let's get into my chat with Sonny Sandoval from POD. I can still see the light at the end of the tunnel shine through the dark times, even when I lose my mind. But it feels like no one in the world is listening, and I can't ever seem to make the right decisions. I walk around in the same haze. I'm still caught in my same ways. I'm losing time in these strange days, but somehow I always know the right things to say. I don't know what time it is, or who's the one to blame for this. Do I believe what I can see? And how do you know which way the wind blows? Cause I can feel it all around. I'm lost between the sound. And just when I think I know that she gone but for now. Nobody ever knows the reasons why. Bury your deep so far that you can't see. If you're like me, who wears a broken heart in your sleeve? Pains and struggles that you know so well. Either time don't, it can't, or it just won't tell. I'm not the type to say I told you so. I think the hardest part of holding on is letting it go. Hear me? How are you, bro? Hey, what up, man? Oh, awesome. Yeah, I can hear you great. Oh, we're good then. Yes, sir. How are How's you? How's it going? It's good, man. We've been, family's been sick the last couple of days just with a cold, but kids, well, okay. everybody. So it's just been, we're finally mm-hmm. coming out of it. That's why uh, this morning I woke up, I was like, oh, I feel so much better. This is awesome. So yeah. how are yeah, you doing? Dude. Doing okay, man. A lot going on. I, uh, yeah, we, I actually, my family caught COVID at the beginning of the year. And then, um, so do that. Head hit hard. It was I'm I'm still. You know, then it led to like uh, bronchitis from me, pneumonia from my my wife. So um, yeah, dude. So still dealing with the kind of after effects, the head fog and stuff like that, dude. It ain't no joke. 
Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah. We didn't we didn't uh we've lucked out so far, but mm. it's uh everyone's different everyone's different mm-hmm. our neighbors got it and our neighbor is still on oxygen like three months later Dude. from lung damage yeah it's yeah. insane so you guys got yeah. it at the beginning of the year like like just a, two months ago about right month ago? literally new year's yeah new year's. we went to vegas to visit uh family friends uh-huh. and then we came home um and that weekend it was just like oh okay you know it was cold so you know, we're from San Diego. We're like, oh, maybe just got a little snipples or something. <laughs> and then my wife and I are like, dude, I feel like crap. And then um, then she went and got tested. My Her and my kids got tested. I didn't even get tested. I was in bed. I was like, I'm not even getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. And then um, so theirs came back positive. I knew if theirs was positive, mine was, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was bad. My kids lost, like, their their taste. Like, my two youngest kids, they just lost their their taste and smell and that was pretty much it so our symptoms go but my wife and i had we were like in bed for weeks wow how old are your yeah. kids uh 13 16 and then my my oldest is 20 and she didn't get it which was crazy. okay but able to yeah. fend for themselves while you guys are in bed and sick oh yeah i mean even i mean you know they oh yeah of course they can but yeah, yeah, yeah. we get up and do whatever and the moment you get up you're like i'm gonna go lay down mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 i'm not the best sick person i mean i don't get sick that often so when i do i yeah milk it you know <laughs> dude at least it, at least this stuff isn't happening on the road right that's the worst place being sick ever is is on the yeah. road especially as the vocalist sick on the road but yeah yeah <laughs> It's just more anxiety. You know, I get sick on the road all the time, but I just, uh, you're just on a different plane. Your body kind of kicks into just beast mode, you know? Yeah, (laughs) dude, absolutely. I was joking with my wife earlier today because, uh, she asked who I was talking to and I told her, I told her you, I was talking to you and you're from San Diego and Mm -hmm. we're in Portland, Oregon right now prepping for a snowstorm that's going to be coming in here Uh, in the next like 20 (laughs) minutes, uh, it's supposed to rival anything they've seen in February. And oh, I was just wow. like, you know what? This is going to be hilarious. I'm going to be yeah, talking yeah. to you in the sunshine. I'm going to look out the window. It's just going to start dumping. <laughs> I've been trying yeah. to get her. I was like, do you want to move to San Diego? She's like, I don't want to move to California. I was like, mm. it's wonderful down there. And she just will not do it. She won't budge, man. Hey, I don't blame her, man. I thought yeah. I'd never leave, but nowadays, you know. Yeah, you're feeling it. <laughs> so you, were you born and raised in San Diego? Yep. Man, all my life. That's insane. Like that, you've stayed this whole time. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> I hate LA, so there ain't no need for me to be up there. And yeah, Hollywood's even worse. So I'm not, I'm not trying to do that world, you know. Dude, well, tell me, tell me about growing up in San Diego, man. I'm curious because I, I've, I've, I've been a fan of what you do for a really long time, hmm. but I've never, we, you and I have never crossed paths. I've crossed paths okay. with so many people that. I would listen to growing up and, and even till, till now at festivals and things like that. But, yeah, yeah. but our paths never crossed. And that's mm. why I was talking to Scott. I was like, dude, I would love to talk to Sonny. Nice. And, uh, but I don't know a ton about you, where you come from. Like I, I know what yeah. you do and what it did mm. for me, but I, I kind of want to get into that too. Like growing up in, in San awesome. Diego, like how, how was, you know, your early days, like your family life and, and yeah. things like that. Um, I grew up in, a a young family. Um, I, I'm of so many different ethnic backgrounds and nationalities. Um, immigrant uh, family, or m- mother at least, came from Italy. Um, 
young family had kids young. They were still, you know, they were young themselves in the rock and roll doing their thing. And, um, which led to, you know, drugs and selling and, um, but all the while trying to, you know, maintain family life. But, uh, I don't even really remember when my mom and dad separated. Um, so I grew up in that, um, my neighborhood was, um, I really just grew up with my friends. That, that was like my extended family, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, we never considered ourselves a gang, but there were, you know, there were quite a bit of us, you know, we, we tried to stay positive and, you know, we, we would catch rides to the beach and surf and we skated. So we tried to, to kind of avoid the the neighborhood drama, you know, but you still get caught up in all that stuff. You know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, some friends went on to doing a lot of dirt and doing time and, you know, friends passed away. Um, but I think it, it, at 19 for me, um, my mom, well, she was diagnosed with, um, leukemia and then she would end up passing away, but that really, um, kind of woke me up, you know, a little bit and, and really drew me into her faith. I, I didn't, um, I wasn't raised, you know, uh, like a Christian, you know, my as Catholic background and stuff like that. But when I started to see people in my family come to, to faith and belief in, uh, in Jesus, it was real because my family was so jacked up. You know what I mean? Once you start seeing some light and you start seeing some, um, <clears throat> some real, real change, it was, uh, it was, it was respectful, you know, so it was worth looking into, but at the same time, I'm still doing things with my friends and, um, you know, God's kind of on the back burner, you know what I mean? But when my mom, uh, was diagnosed and that's what really, uh, captured my attention to just really kind of make her proud and, and just kind of knock off some things and then try to get, you know, my life in order a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then really that's what, what led me to, um, to POD. You know, I wasn't, I was never like had intentions of being in a band or anything like that. I never dreamed of this kind of stuff, <clears throat> but, um, but Marcos, my guitar player, my cousin, well, the drummer, they were in these kind of bands, they were in punk bands and thrash bands and metal bands and we would go check them out. So they kind of brought me into that world. You know, when I, would go to the the shows and I, you know, discovered what a pit was and all that mm -hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, it was a whole new lifestyle, you know? And then, so, um, you know, when my mom passed away, I kind of made some commitments in my life. And then when they asked me, I was like, you know what, I'm already, I don't know what I'm doing already. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> With this whole trying to be good stuff <laughs> <laughs> and then follow God type stuff. I don't know what I'm doing. And, uh, but I was like, why not? You know, I, at least I can, um, I can scream on this mic and kind of just talk about the struggle or whatever I'm going through. And, and, um, mm -hmm. but the main intention was like, you know what, I'm going to live, try to live out my faith in, in this music thing. And, uh, yeah, we just started playing, we would play backyard parties. We played, um, boys and girls clubs, um, battle of the bands, wherever they let us play, man, skate mm -hmm. parks. Yeah. You name it. Man. And then, um, yeah, we just, just kept on, kept on hustling. Yeah. That's a, that's, inc that's, there's so much there. Like going with, with your mom, did you have a, like after she got diagnosed, did you have a good mm -hmm. amount of time with her still to talk about things and kind of uh, be by her side and, and going through that journey with her? Was it fairly quick? It was fairly quick, but I mean, it was definitely was less than a year. Um, she had done, done all the, the chemotherapy, mm -hmm. went into remission and you know, um, I had dropped out of community college. I was working full time and then trying to get a few classes in. Uh, I had dropped out of that. And then when she went to remission, it was kind of like, all right, she's, uh, 
were on the up and up, you know? Mm-hmm. And then really it was just, um, it was, it was in, in, instant after that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I'm really sorry about that, man. I, I lost Thanks, my dad, man. uh, in 2019, mm-hmm. Uh, oh. to like organ failure from bad, bad heart and everything. And they, they looked yeah. at the wrong stuff, went in to operate on his heart and then realized everything else is shot. And we're like, Oh no. Yeah. Like, um, but I've been through the, the, uh, the cancer, um, mm-hmm. end of life with my mother-in-law as well. And I, I, it's, it's not something, I mean, it's, it's an awful thing, but, um, it's kind of knowing something's going to happen. Yeah, you can kind of prepare a little bit more. Yeah. I think not to trivialize it at all, but you know, Dad goes in for heart surgery, and it's like, all right, we'll see you in a couple hours, and yeah. he never woke up. Then you're like, well, I, there's so many things I wanted to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that time you get to spend as quick as it is. Uh, just seems like such a special thing, you know, to, to yeah to be on the end of that. Um, yeah, and, and like I say, I'm sorry about your mother, and and yeah, you too, man. You know you. So going going to community college, you graduated high school then. Yeah, awesome. So going through all that that rough childhood, you still finished school, like did did what you needed to do to get your life going. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've been working since I was fifteen. You know, I mean, I was even in in my I think my twelfth grade year, I was working forty hours at the grocery store. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I was going in school early just to get my zero period, so I can get the last three periods out of the way and just go. You know go do a 12 to nine shift, you know, <laughs> dude, the 12 to nine shift is the worst ever. Yeah. Right. I'm the same boat in Alaska, pushing carts at Walmart in 11th oh, grade dude. in the snow. I still have dreams. I still have dreams of pushing carts. I'll wake up and I'm like, Oh, this is, I mean, on my dream, I'm like, dude, I'm pushing carts again. I guess that's what, what's happened. You know, dude, the weird thing about that is the first day I did that job, that night I literally kept like waking up. Like I was rolling out of bed, seeing carts flying at me. Yeah. yeah. It's that real. Like this is my life. Like this is what I'm going to be doing forever. You know, afraid it was, it's going to hit a car. Exactly. Or the carts are actually coming at me and I startle awake and I'm like rolling and sweating and, it was yeah, awful, but I know, I know the feeling in the 12 to nine. Cause as a minor, you can't work past nine o'clock in Oregon. Yeah. Uh, no, okay. dude, 12 to nine, your whole yeah. evening is gone. Yeah. Your day. Dude. dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So where does that work ethic come from then? Was it, did you, so going back just a little bit further, were you, you said you were hanging out with your friends, kind of your friends were your yeah. family. Were you to the point where you kind of had to raise yourself a little bit? Like where is that where that spirit comes from? That 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 go-getter attitude? Kind of, but I mean not taking anything away from, you know, my mother because mm-hmm. they I mean my 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 family is awesome. You know, my childhood was awesome, but I think coming from a divorced family and then mm-hmm. my mom remarrying and having, you know, um two more girls which I was older, but I just kind of cling to my friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so pretty much just kind of on my own. So, like, Hey, you want some money? And you know, the truth is, did you still there? You got, I think I went off. Oh, I'm still here. I can okay. see fine. Here. Okay. Let me figure out where you're at. My computer kicked you off. Oh. <laughs> uh, I got all kinds of things going. Let's see. Sorry about that. No problem, dude. I got to find you. I don't know where you went. Anyways, I'll figure it out. 
but I mean, all my friends, a lot of my friends were already doing dirt by that time. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know where, um, you know, I've always just had a sense of conviction, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I would just, you know, wrong place at the wrong time with my friends and things happen, you get into trouble, but I was definitely, because during that time with my family and stuff, I was kind of watching this shift. You know, my family was young, rock and roll, selling drugs, always in trouble, always partying. And then all of a sudden one person in my family finds God and it kind of spread a little bit like, you know, wildfire. And then I just started seeing real changes, you know, in my mm -hmm. family. And so I was always, um, I don't know, I guess I was intrigued by it, you know, but, uh, so there was always a sense of conviction that even when, even when we were doing dumb stuff or bad stuff, mm -hmm. there was always something in there um, that was telling me, dude, you're not supposed to be doing this. You know, you're, yeah. this isn't right. You know? So a lot of that, I think really drove me to, um, you know, working and just trying to have money on my own. I wasn't trying to get it dirty, mm -hmm. you know? So I just worked, man. And then, um, I guess that's just what we knew to do. Yeah. That's see, that's, that's so, uh, it's a gift. That conviction is a gift. I think where it's it just, is, it's in you, like you're born with it and it, it drives you, you know, it's something you're yeah. lucky to have because it kept you yeah. from going down that path too far. You know what I mean? Like really? even when you were there saying that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to be doing this, you know, yeah. working those 12 yeah, to nines sure. as much as it sucked was worth it more <laughs> to you than going out and, and making it in 10 minutes and doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the kind of guy too, that don't like asking from anybody. I'm, I'm a, I'm a giver, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm not a taker. And, um, you know, when it was, a, it, I was a kid, it was like, Hey, if you want to, you know, you want something to drive, you got to make some money, you know, <laughs> you want to, yeah. you want to get some, some clothes, you want to go get some fast food, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wasn't trying to ask anybody for anything, you know? Yeah. So, you know, once I was lucky enough to have a, a decent job at the grocery store, which was really cool. I think by the time I was 16, I was already, you know, had insurance, uh, part of the union. So that was a big, that was a big deal. So, you know, it's a responsibility where you're like, I'm not going to blow this. This is kind of, yeah. most kids my age don't, they, they don't have this, you know? Dude, that's excellent. Got lucky. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. And so, you know, starting POD, like I'm trying to remember when I first was introduced to POD and I think it was back mm -hmm. In a lot, we did this tour. We were I I, I come from a, a band called Portugal the Man and like Anatomy of a Ghost. Nice, um, but bef way before that is like a band called Nice Guy Eddie in Alaska. It's this punk band, a high school punk band, and we got some shows with that band Dogwood. Dogwood came up. <laughs> Dogwood came up to Alaska and played like five shows with uh, Slick Shoes and The Slick Undecided, shoes. and nice. we got on those shows somehow. And I can't remember if it was someone from Dogwood or uh, Slick Shoes that that it showed me POD uh, because it's I probably think Dogwood because they were San talking Diego about playing with you guys and uh, oh yeah so I don't think you and you guys weren't on that you guys maybe you guys played together right before that and then they flew up to Alaska and played these shows or something some awesome. tied to Dogwood but a great band but um yeah that's how I think I was turned on to POD and then went went off and did our thing for a while. And then I think, uh, the next album that really like blew up for me, of course, was satellite where like everything, everything was yeah. blowing up huge, but take <laughs> me back to, to the early days of POD, because you have that, you have that aggression, you have that, that, mm. that fire, that conviction, but also, you know, you're still finding your way. Like, I'm really, I'm really stoked to hear about 
those early days, early yeah. tours and stuff like that, because it blew up into something so massive, but the roots are so strong. Right. Right. For sure. And, um, um, yeah, shout out to Dogwood too. Cause we, we weren't, we were close. We took them on tour many times. We, we would do West coast runs together in a van mm-hmm. all the way up to, you know, up to Washington and Oregon. And, uh, we've done a lot of stuff with them and they were, they were our, like our younger brothers, you know? Yeah. Um, but dude, to be honest with you, man, I, um, you know, to this day, I always say it, you know, humbly is I really don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm not, I'm not, a. the only reason why I got into punk music. I mean, I'm more, I was more, came from a rock and roll family when I can kind of listen to music on my own, it became more reggae music and hip hop music. Cause it was, it was more, um, street. It was more, uh, conscious. You know what I mean? It was, mm-hmm. I, I felt like they were saying something. It wasn't just sex, drugs and rock and roll. You know, and I never listened to punk before because I thought that was this, you know, uh, white guy's music from England. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Until, mm-hmm. until I discovered like the bad brains or suicidal tendencies. And then that's when it kind of like, oh, OK, if these guys of color are doing this, this white guy's music, what am I missing? There's something here. You yeah. Know? And then and then that, and that pulled me in. Right. Um but uh, when I got asked to do POD, it was like, whatever, I could scream on a, you know, like these hardcore bands, I could scream on a mic, let's have some fun. I know how to rap a little bit, you know, <laughs> let's, let's mess around and have some fun. And yeah. really, it's, it's been a learning process ever since, you know, um, getting, I think, our first show, I had my back to the crowd the whole time, you know, because like, I'm not really like a, a showboat kind of guy. I'm not, you know, if there's, I don't really crave attention whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't like being uh, in front of the camera or I just, I'm just, I'm not the spotlight kind of guy, you know? So all of a sudden you, here I am. And my only intention is like, dude, okay, I'm going through these changes in life. I really believe in it. I, I have a story. Um, and you want to give me a microphone. Okay. As, as intimidating as that microphone is, um, really my only heart's intentions were my friends would listen. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that um, I wasn't aiming for San Diego or, you know, outside of San Diego or the world. It was, uh, it was like, I just wanted my friends and the people around me to say, dude, this guy's changed for the better. He's onto something, you know, and I wanted, cause I wanted my faith to be real. I didn't want it to be uh, this religious thing that I hated, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I wanted it to be like, dude, no, this is, it's not what you think. It's not what I thought, you know, it's, it's real. I believe God is real. I believe his love is, is, is real and it can change lives. And now you want to give me a microphone. So that was kind of my mentality. And, um, so I really just been learning as I've been going, you know, and then on records, as we do it, Hey, let's try to sing a little bit. All right. You know, mm-hmm. Hey, let's try to do this a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, even now, you know, you throw me behind a microphone or excuse me, a studio and microphone, people watching me. It's all like, you know, almost 30 years ago. It's, I still get nervous. It's still, it's still this new thing to me. Cause I, I, I never came in here saying, dude, I know what I'm doing. Look at me. I mean, you know, you watch guys and you're like, I don't know if they're a natural, but they're just, they, maybe it's cause they crave the attention or mm-hmm. they like being the spotlight. So it's like, yo, look at me, look at me, check me out. I'm not that guy whatsoever. Man, <laughs> that's so weird to hear because you own it so well. Like when you're up there, you own it. Like you are, you, I mean, you're doing it. Like even though yeah. we don't know what's going on in your head and the right, nervousness, right. right. You don't see it. Like we don't see yeah. it. You know what I mean? And that's, that's a real gift being able to own something where you are uncomfortable, but also 
I think with the uncomfortableness means you still want it. You still are are in, sure. invested in it because once you get For to sure. where, you know, I think Ozzy would say like, I still mm. get nervous before I go on. If the day I don't get nervous yeah. to go on stage, I'm done because I don't care mm. anymore. Right. Exactly. Show, every show sold do. out in any country and still gets nervous. Is there anybody out yeah. there like legitimately right. asking those questions? You know, it's that, that humbleness that, um, yeah. you know, it puts it above the rest, you know, and it's always strange to hear that with front front men in a band, because of course you probably didn't ask to be the front man of the band. They just gave you the right. microphone, right? You're not like, okay, you're going to play guitar. I'm going to sing. It's yeah, like, yeah. This is you my can do band. this. Exactly. So you're thrust into this thing. That's going to become your identity yeah. somewhat for the next 30 years, you know, like, Oh yeah. And then owning it, you know, that's some of yeah. the best stories is, being thrust into something you're unfamiliar with or scared of and, and yeah. having triumph, you know? Um, yeah. And I think a lot it. of it is just, is just, is a, is a fire that I, I still get. Um, and you know, because when, when I had, for me, it was this life kind of, you know, life changing moment, this awakening in my kind of my soul with my mom and then, and then my faith. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, the world's going to be so stoked that, that, or, you know, that I've, I found God, or that I have purpose. I have a, I believe in something and, and I'm trying to stay out of trouble. And then once you find out that the world finds out that you're a Christian and you're a band, it's not this, it's not this welcome home party. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, well, we hate you because you're Christians or you're a Christian and you want to talk about Jesus. And then you find this Christian religion that says, oh, you're really not Christians the way you look, this music your tattoos, all these things, that's not of God. So we were always in this middle ground of too Christian for the world and not Christian enough for this, 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 uh, institution of religion, you know, yeah, of Christianity. And so we were always like, okay, I guess, uh, well, my faith and my belief, and I know, you know, God is real. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep saying what's on my heart, but, you don't have the support system that you thought you had, you know, mm-hmm. and then now you're trying to do it in, in rock and roll. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, but I, you know, we, we were always into the hardcore scene. So I was like, wait a minute. Okay. These guys are straight as these guys are Buddhist. These guys are Hare Krishnas. These guys are, uh, atheists. <laughs> these guys are whatever. Say, like, okay, well, this is the music for belief, right? This yeah. is the music to say something. You know, this is punk rock. Say whatever you want, whether who cares, you know, what, what they think. And but the moment you get up and start screaming about Jesus is a different story. Mm-hmm. So we kind of learned through all that. And, um, but, you know, we we learned to to, to we learned how to move in and out of that and, and not make it because we weren't religious people. We were just like, dude, I just was trying to tell a story. Yeah. And and. Yeah. and and whoever will listen, you know, so it mm-hmm. was like, all right, let's just, let's just keep making music. Music is universal. And let's just hope that somebody out there is listening. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how there's like, there's r- things you can and can't talk about in something you're supposed to be able to talk about, whatever, <laughs> you know, like as right. long as it's not this, we'll, we'll put yeah. up with you. Like, do you know the Zayo guys? Yep. Awesome. We used to tour with all those dude. guys, dude. So Scott and Dan are good friends of mine, and, and we talked all about right. the same thing, how they were too Christian for the, the secular crowd and would terrify yeah. the church crowd. Right. Exactly. Dude. I remember those days. That was our; Those were our days, dude. Dude. And the other thing yeah. that I was terrified 
at first, like getting into that scene was the like the the Louisville scene where everyone was wearing hockey masks and stuff. Yeah. That crazy heart. I had a friend named Gideon, Gideon Thurman in high school. He's now a fireman down in Kentucky. I think his brother got him into that. Like, like, yeah, um, yeah. in that whole scene of, of, of hardcore. And I was just like, are you yeah. kidding me? Like that actually happens. He's like, dude, Oh dude, here's the mask. Those are the days, bro. Those are the days, man. Those are the days. Cause we, we were from San Diego. So, you know, we, there was, we had all the different scenes, you know what I mean? And then in the moment we left San Diego and we, we decided to do things kind of full time or we take our little summer tours and, and go out. It was like, Oh dude. Okay. We're, we're all the same, but we're different. You know, we all kind of like, we love this, this scene. And that's when we started to meet all the bands. We started to meet the, the Zayos. You know what I mean? I remember playing with Zayo in Cleveland at a coffee shop, snowing outside. And there was lines we did two shows back to back in a coffee shop and there was lines around the coffee shop, kids out there waiting in the snow to see the second show. We're like, dude, this is sick. You know what I mean? This yeah. is, this is what it's about. This is, this was a community. It was a family community. We're like, we never played in Cleveland in our life, but dude, they're just about the, they're just about the scene, you know? And it was, it was, so we, we were learning as we were going, man. Yeah. And you guys, I mean, that's, I love stories like that. The, those are yeah. the best. Those, those <laughs> early days, coffee shops, where'd we play in yeah. Cleveland? The grog shop, I think was where we used to play it in Cleveland. Grog. <laughs> uh, the grog shop was the name of it, I think. And it was just this weird club, weird clubs everywhere, but those are the yeah, best stories. Once you start doing arenas and theaters, like everything's like sterile and weird, and yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no character anymore. You know, right, you don't have right. to have your friend hold the bathroom door shut for you. So corporate. You yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't have, you know, catering's catering's not just a, like a crappy pizza, you know, and some some yeah. some beer or whatever. Like, it's just it's a whole nother <laughs> ball game. You know, you, yeah. you start to appreciate those days later and and. You don't realize when you're in it that's the best days ever. You know, like the it's best, the, the best days ever. Uh, yeah, the relationships. I you mean, make you look and, back now. You know, as oh, we joke about all the time now because here we are all old and stuff, and <laughs> and we're we're spoiled. You know, when it comes to touring and stuff, and then you're like, dude, there's no way I can be my age and and do that again. And, and so you kind of look back and pat yourself on the back, like we did that for so long. You know, sleeping in parking lots, sleeping at the you know, fans house, you know what I mean? And them giving us food and yeah. giving us money for gas. And dude, we would sell our t-shirts just to get gas money to get to the next venue. And then, you know, it's like, we never had enough money for hotels or, you know, lucky if maybe somebody hooked you up or you slept on someone's kitchen floor. It was like, those yeah. are the days. I, I remember we were, it was a long time ago and we were, it was like right when Lincoln park blew up and we, we must've did a festival together or something. And we all, got in a van to go back to the hotel or something like that. And, um, and we would, the POD guys were just talking about these days and the, and the Lincoln park guys were listening to us. Just like, like what? And then we, and we started talking to them like, yeah, you remember, dude, they don't have that history. They don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, and so, but, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad. They were yeah. just like, dude, that's so sick. That's so cool. You know, we're like, dude, we slept on trailer hitches and grass, you know what I mean? <laughs> Off the side of the road and dude, not eating for days, you know, and yeah. just talking about stories. So they were just all ears and, and, you know, because they, they don't have that same story. And, and a lot of bands, even today, some of the biggest bands out there, you're like, dude, you guys don't have no history. Yeah. 
you know, and then especially now with technology and, you know, these guys could be in four different countries mm-hmm. and form a band because they're just sending their, you know, their, their re- MP3s and they're sending their bass takes and guitar takes a vote. And it's all, your band is right here on zoom. We're a zoom band right now, me and you, that's yeah, it. Exactly. There's, there's no community. There's no, there really is no scene anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, like those days. So you look back now and you're like, man, that was a special time. Dude, the first, the first Portugal the Man tour is sleeping on the top of the. They took a minivan and put the gear in there. They were sleeping on top of the cabinets yep. in the minivan, like a like a Dodge yeah. Caravan, not even like a, a van, like a minivan. Someone's mom's minivan, yep. and they would unplug vending machines at truck stops to plug in a rice cooker to make rice. They brought like a twenty five yeah, pound bag dude. of rice. I don't know how many times I ate plain white rice, even at festivals, because yeah. I would always miss yep. the catering, and that's all that was left. And I just scoop a handful, and you know, or <laughs> so cool. Just, just yeah, it's something I wish everyone could experience. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've joked about it before that when you when you graduate high school, the government and I don't know where the money would come from should give you like five mm-hmm. grand and a crappy car and say yeah. go take a month and find yourself because you learn <laughs> right. so much. Yeah, dude. Like I went to Europe with $30 in my pocket the first time. Like that was it. And I wasn't even scared. Yeah. Now yeah. I'd be like, what am I doing for right. a month and a half? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. maybe this will convert over and be more, but it wasn't. And, you know, but it's, it's those, those things that just make you who you are, you know, it's, it's yeah. priceless. And I feel bad yeah. for Lincoln Park guys if they didn't experience that. And there's bands no, that are huge sure, that have never even played a show. I guess yeah, nuts. no, their first yeah, these bands, their first show, it'll be it'll be a radio yeah. show where there's fifty thousand people, you know. Um, but dude, yeah, just like you said, I look back now because now my kids are older. My nephew, <clears throat> he turned twenty five yesterday. He's the the son of of our my drummer, and we're just like, wow, twenty five years. And then I still see them as kids, and I'm like, dude, twenty five. It's like. I was already married. We were been tour everywhere, you know, sleeping on bathroom floors. We're like, dude, we, we live life at 25. But I look at them now and I'm like, you guys are just babies. I look at my own kids. I'm like, dude, you're 20. And it, I was already, I was already doing all the things we talked about. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, but you, we had no choice back then. It was like, dude, you want to go play shows? Yeah. Get in the car and go and just take yeah. off. And Hey, we're, we're, you know, we don't, we don't know what we're doing. We don't know where we're going, what we have, but mm-hmm. something's out there. So let's just go find it. And uh, yeah, I, I I love that mentality, man. Absolutely. You find out who you're made of, you you, <laughs> you or what you're made of. You find out, you know, who your friends are, who your friends aren't. Yeah. You make relationships that are going to outlast anything. You know, sure, friendships man. that you would have never had. You know, because you're surviving yeah. together. Like it's yeah. it's it's all family. It's all family. Yeah, Buying dollar store uh, groceries. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey. I want to tell you about some new releases coming up from Equal Vision Records. As you guys know, Equal Vision Records is my family, and so are these bands. I really want you to check these out. We've got Hot Water Music with their 10th studio album, Vows, out May 10th. Featuring guest appearances by Dallas Green of City and Color, Thrice, The Interrupters, and Brendan and Daniel from Turnstile. See them on the 30th anniversary tour with Quicksand in the States in May and June and Europe in November. Hotwatermusic.com for more info. We also have Be Well with their new 7-inch, A Tap I Can't Turn Off, out now. 
first new music in two years from this band. This band is incredible, featuring members of Battery, Bane, Darkest Hour, and Fairweather. See them on tour with I Am The Avalanche in June. Equalvision.com for more info on that. And just your general information on Equal Vision Records, you're always going to find something you like at Equalvision.com. Go there for vinyl and merch from all of your favorite bands. Check out Hot Water Music's new record and B-Well's new 7-inch now. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash ppp for 30 percent off hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. PeerPleasure.SupportingCast.FM is the website. There's three tiers, Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3. Tier 1 is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier 2 gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier 3 is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. 
There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the past cast. The past cast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Everyone pooling their money together <laughs> and putting them in separate bins and we get to someone's house where we were staying and we would make like, uh, what we call it? Like, a. uh, uh punk rock punk rock uh stew like it was yeah you basically you have mac and cheese you have tuna okay we can make tuna mac you've got this and we would just survive off each other yeah yeah it's yeah, incredible and we learned a lot of that from what you guys were doing yeah. right like from what dogwood was doing like watching how they handled themselves up there because we would we would go home at night like we could go yeah. home because it was a small tour in alaska but yeah. like they were out in somewhere they've never yeah. been before and that's how we kind of started to learn and see like, okay, yeah. cool. And that just grew and yeah, grew. It's yeah. like this culture that gets passed down, you know? Oh, dude, for sure, but, man. So you guys, you how did you navigate going from, you guys were like, like Rescue Records was your label, right? Yeah, we started, we just did, I mean, we wouldn't even call it a label. We just did stuff independently. And yeah, we, we got Dogwood, mm -hmm. you know, we, we, but we all worked and we, we had a few bucks to kind of do a few things and, um, you know, and then we, it just kind of grew, but you know, I mean, it never went anywhere. It was just, it was just like, Hey, well, it's something to stop on the back of your cassette tape, you know, your CD, yeah. a logo. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but you guys, so like going from that though, to like exploding into, I mean, mm -hmm. going from, you know, uh, of course the Portugal guys are on Atlantic now, so they, they deal with yeah. Atlantic. It's a great label, but going from that to Atlantic and then TV shows, radio festivals, right, like right. how did you guys handle that going from those early days of, of not knowing what's coming next as far as a meal or whatever to then, yeah, yeah. wow, we have the most busy schedule ever. Like yeah, how, do, how yeah. do you reconcile that and stay humble? <clears throat> it's, um, I think because we had already been doing it, you know, uh, I think almost eight years on our own, we had gotten um, approached by other label we had got approached by some like some big heavy hitter christian labels but that was never our vision you know it was mm -hmm. never like dude we're we play in the bars you know what i mean we were playing in this underground scene what this isn't a christian thing you know it was like we're not a gospel christian band you know so we just felt like dude, we're, we've already been doing it for so long and if something happens something happens but we're not gonna sell ourselves short um and, and be a part of this kind of uh this 
this business world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but as we kind of kept going with rescue records, doing our own thing, we kind of just really hit a peak, you know, um, touring all year long. And it was like, what, what's next? And so we did seek out for a manager and our manager was a guy who used to out of, out of, uh, Bartlesville, right above Tulsa, Oklahoma, who had a place called the warehouse. And those, that was like some of the best shows we'd ever played just because it was, you know, pretty here, you know, we'll go from a dirty abandoned house to actually an establishment, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, for, for these hardcore <laughs> bands and all the hardcore bands used to love to, to play there. And, and he was a smart guy. And, and we just said, Hey, do we, we need to kind of make some moves. And, you know, Tim cook, he joined, he joined alongside of us and we just started doing things and then, you know, made all those kind of moves. Um, you know, when we signed to Atlantic, it was the biggest thing ever, but I'll never forget the story. Uh, I've told this so many times before where we had actually signed our contracts and everything. We're like, dude, we're on the biggest label in the world. ACDC lets up. And this is amazing. And then I remember my cousin and I, we were working construction at the time in landscaping. Uh, we were both in the big old ditch, digging a ditch. And I, I, I lift up off my pick and my shovel and I'm just, you know, taking a breather. And I look at him, I said, Hey dude, did you know that you're an Atlantic recording a signed artist? <laughs> and he, 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 he pauses and he's like, dude, did you know that you are a signed Atlantic recording artist? And I was like, yep. We just went back to went digging, back to dude. digging. <laughs> because you know, your, your dream, your dream come true. Yeah. To be on, be on a rock and roll label. <laughs> and here we are digging ditches, man. It was great. Yeah? <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, That's dude. fantastic. Yeah. Dude. I, I'm a commercial plumber now by trade. So I've been there too. <laughs> Where people like they'll say something like that. Hey, aren't you the guy who quit the Beatles? Because like yeah. I, when I left Portugal, the man and everything blew up, Grammys and stuff. Like yeah, yeah. They're yeah. just like, man, you must have really made some bad decisions in your life. And I was like, dude, come on. <laughs> like it's the complete opposite. They're looking backwards. Yeah. Like, yep. Well, keep digging. Exactly. Dude, that's dude. hilarious. Exactly. That was love then that you were digging with. Yeah, yeah. The okay. Drummer, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's great, man. But, you know, <laughs> but eventually you just. <laughs> You do a record, you release it, and then you're on tour all the time. And yeah. um, but we 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 were so busy. I mean, we do we were touring just nonstop, and um, you weren't even really seeing what was going on, you know, because we were just oh, dude, a, a bigger show, a, a radio show. Um, who wants to take us out? You know, it was just more this excitement, and then what? Uh, you know, a, a cover of a, a, a magazine. Mm-hmm. What? You know, all these things, but but we were just playing show after show after show. It wasn't until we really got home, you know, we would come home, you know, throw a big old barbecue at grandma's house and all the homies would come over and they're just like, dude, you guys are blowing up. And we're like, we are, you know, cause they're like, dude, we're seeing you on TV. We're seeing you in the mat on the magazines, you know, we're hearing you on the radio. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, it's just all we're thinking about as a band is like, dude, we got a show tomorrow. You know, we got a show yeah. tonight. That's it. Or you got a so radio uh, radio uh, performance yeah. at six a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just really kind of started the schedule, you know, and it was yeah. like, uh, but dude, you know, you look back, it's uh, it's a good time, it, and it just it goes by like that, though, man. Yeah, yeah. And you mm-hmm. were you were married, kids, and stuff going like, like yeah. Man, how was that well, with your family? On. Were you able to bring them along with you for a lot of that, or did they stay home? Yeah, no, um, my my oldest, which is, she's 20 now, going to mm-hmm. be 21. Um, her and my wife would fly out a lot. Um, and, and jump on, you know, we, around that time we had gotten like the Ozfest, which was like the biggest tour ever, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and my wife would come out and do stints on the road. And so, and, um, but my daughter, she would, she would, they would come out until, until she kind of got in her own routine of school and sports and all her stuff. It was like, that was her routine, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but then, you know, then here comes in my middle and then my son, by the time we hit the road again, and my son was young, it was like, you know what, we're going to homeschool him. And I, I just need him to be on the road mm-hmm. with me. And so he, he spent a lot of his first years just on the road. Um, so we, we, family was always important to me. And it was like, you know what, we need to not be gone 13 months a year. Like, or, or back then it, my mentality was like, you know what, 13 months a year touring, it'll pay off. It won't be like this anymore. I'll be able to make smart, you know, smart decisions, be at home. And now here we are in 2000 <laughs> and it's like, you don't tour, you don't eat. So you have to stay out 13 months of the year and then COVID hits. And then now we're not even touring. So it's just going down the rabbit hole of this business will just drive you crazy, man. Yeah, dude, absolutely. It will. It's, no. it's absolute craziness. It's absolute crazy. It's the weirdest yeah. career path anywhere. I think even, yeah, even things are going good. Yeah. Like you look at yeah, it, it yeah. like you look at it literally like I want to go buy a house. You know, you're you're super famous, but it could end tomorrow. So yeah. the, the girl at the bank's like, hmm, I I know who you are, but I'm not going to lend you money to buy a house. You're going to have to pay cash. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're you're doing these things or or bands that, uh, that are on the cover of magazines that still live with their parents. But to oh, kids yeah, in their in their practice space, like we're gonna be that guy, like we're gonna be those yeah. guys. They have no money and they live with their parents, and they may never get past that. You know, it's such a weird Dude, thing. It is. That's why we always called it Hollywood. It's such a facade, dude. Like it's um, and I've always tried to be as honest about that. And and I, you know, I never. I'm not a showy guy. I never try to flaunt stuff. If you ever saw me in a magazine or next to some rims. It was because the company gave me the rims. I never, I, I would never spend money like that you know, yeah, on, yeah. on rims for, to look cool. It's just, <laughs> uh, it, it's this facade, you know yeah. what I mean? And we would meet bands where, you, you know, all the, even, even now you'll, you'll run into a band. You're like, Oh dude, you guys are doing well. You've got to be making some money at this point. And they're like, dude, we don't, we don't even have a, a apartment. We tour so much. Like we come home and we live with our parents off tour. And when we hit up tour, then they're on mm-hmm. tour and they got three buses, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they got all this stuff. Um, but it's, uh, but even now, you know, people see me and they're like, Oh dude, POD, like, Oh, you guys, you guys must have a lot of money. It's like, dude, I, I live off tour. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a blue collar musician. I, you know, that, that those dreams and those million dollars, millions of dollar contracts, dude, that was, that was past us. Or, you know what I mean? We mm-hmm. we never hit that. Yeah. You know? And, and then you get shady deals and you're like, people can, can just, sweep the rug right from under you and you're like wow we've sold 10 12 million records and yeah yeah you look at how it all <laughs> you know breaks I mean? down yeah people yeah. don't understand that either people no people even really now don't. like people ask me i'm like you know <clears throat> we, did, we didn't tour all last year so it was like this would be the first time in 30 years that we haven't played a show in a year and mm-hmm. so it's like um you know people ask you and it's like dude i'm living off savings yeah you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I mean, obviously there's royalties and stuff that comes in, but that's not, you don't live off that. That's mm-hmm. just like, Oh, right on dude. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ex- extra this or that, you know, but it's, um, you know, today, especially now, because who would have ever seen that you didn't, you wouldn't have to pay for music anymore. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, we don't, we're the kind of band that if you're not on tour, you do not make money. Yeah, dude. It's, it's that ditch. 
It's that That's ditch. It. You never got out of the ditch. You got a better ditch, right? Like you got a better shovel. You, you got to yeah, dig in. Just a, you got yeah, to dig in other countries. Shovel, yeah, I got a name brand shovel. That's you, all, dude. You got to dig in other countries around the world and see how their soil is, you know? Like, right, right. If you think about it, yeah. it, that's exactly it because you're just, I mean, you're making enough to, to stay alive, feed your family, like yeah. exactly what we're doing in the ditch every day. Yeah, Same dude. thing, man. You're just grinding. Now, what people don't grinding, understand is, is like, so I'm a union union commercial plumber. So I have a pension, mm -hmm. retirement, all that stuff, right? Well, that's awesome. But bro. you don't How, have that, that with music. It feels awesome. But <laughs> with music, you don't have that. People don't realize you have to make your money up front for the yeah. rest of your <clears> life. <throat> like yeah. you don't have. So say someone makes $2 million dollars. Uh, off of what's crazy successful record whatever yeah. two million dollars that now has to to satiate you for the rest of your yeah. life and Which if you want to leave nothing. anything to your kids you gotta yeah. hold on to that even tighter unless you yeah, have a really dude. good business manager that puts aside like a few years salary you know yeah. away so if the band ends you know it's it's mm -hmm. it's like a tightrope and I, do, I mean, I, I respect you guys so much for being able to walk that tightrope as long as you have, because I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> right, like I was like, right. I have to do something else, even though like things were growing. I was like, ah, I just mm -hmm. need some kind of stability. Um, I feel you. But it's something that people don't realize when they look at it. They're like, oh, so-and-so made this much money. Well, how much money are you going to make yeah. over the next 20 years? Like yeah. you got to make the same all yeah. at once. No, I it's true, man. It's a love hate relationship. Even now when I'm like, you know, we're, it's so un uncertain where touring is going to go. And, and, you know, again, like I said, it's already been a year, Yeah. you know, we're supposed to go to Europe in, in May, June. And now they're talking about that being canceled. And you're like, dude, I don't know what to do anymore. You know what I mean? As far as like, uh, you know, I did, I'm, I've been doing this for 30 years, you know, it's like, I'm not qualified to go and, and do this or that. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. like, and and I'm not, and just to go back to what we were talking about earlier, I'm not this hustler guy. That's like, yeah, let me get on Instagram and sell my old sneakers and yeah. let me look at me. And, and now let me do everything else under the sun that everybody's doing to promote myself, to make a buck. And I'm like, ah, it sucks. Cause I'm not that guy either. You know, mm -hmm. G give me something to do so I can work and do it and then pay me for it. Yeah. You know, but even now, even now on the day to day is still always, you know, me recording solo music or, or, you know, talking about POD and planning. So it's not like, Oh dude, you guys get to sit around and do nothing all the time. It's like, no, we're still invested in, or I'm still invested into a business that I have no idea where it's going. Mm -hmm. I mean, music will always be around and we'll always do that, but where is the state of the industry going right now? You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know, and, and, and not only that, I mean, I've had offers even years ago, I've had offers like, Hey dude, we'll give you, you know, this amount of money a year to do this. And I was like, dude, that sounds amazing. Right. That's, I, why wouldn't I do that? But I'm still waiting for this chapter of POD, not necessarily music, but POD to end whenever that is, you know, I'm mm -hmm. not putting a date on it, but I want to finish it and I want to finish it well. And if it's, and I've still, I've said this for years, if it's over tomorrow, Dude, we'll we'll party, we'll celebrate, and and be stoked about you know this journey. But it doesn't define who I am as a person. So I, you know, will I miss doing it? Yeah, of course. You know, but I'm just tr I just want to finish it well. Like I, I want someone to walk through the door and say, "Hey, this chapter in POD is is over, and and here's the new chapter." 
Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Just just tell tell me where to go, or you know what I mean. Point the direction, I'll find it. Yeah. But you know, or, or people ask me, "Dude, what's your plan B?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm, I'm not a plan B guy. I just uh, because my my heart, mind, and soul, and my passion is invested into you know Plan A. Mm-hmm. And when that's done, then I'll take that heart, mind, soul, and passion and put it into the next thing. But you know, for now, it's like, well, what what is that? You know, mm-hmm. we're just trying. I'm I'm just trying to figure out just just personally. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And, and being yeah. able to divvy that, that passion up is difficult. I can see what you're saying yeah. with, with N1, <laughs> then put it all, all the eggs in the other basket. You know yeah, what I mean? It, it makes sense. It's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's just a way of living. I mean, it's, and yeah. you've done it so long. The, the cool thing, Sonny, the, the, one of the coolest things is talking to you right now, like after all that's happened, COVID aside, all the whole career so far, the successes, the the mishaps, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you, we joked about the ditch. I'll go back to the ditch again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like this conversation would be any different with you if you had just come out of that ditch and you and I hopped on Zoom than you do right now. Yeah. Like you're the same person. Yeah, you have that humble spirit. Uh, you're appreciative for what you have. You appreciate, you know, everything. You, but you're 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 humble. Like it's 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 mm. really refreshing. You know, because yeah. if yeah, I could I say, so. hey, I sold 12 million records, mm. I don't know how that would affect me. I don't know if it would affect me the same yeah. way, like if it would change yeah. me or not. But the fact that I, I really feel you're the same guy as if I, if I would have popped in that ditch with you back then. Yeah, that is really awesome. You know, that is something Thanks, that uh, uh, I'm sure your family appreciates your friends appreciate and probably why you still have all these relationships. (laughs) And whenever I bring up your name, like if I'm talking to, so we have probably a lot of mutual friends, but like if I bring up, you're like, Oh, Sonny, yeah, right. I'd have a good, you know, have a good one. You know, like he's going to be great. I was like, I I hope so. Like, I think he will, you know? Uh, But it's, it's more so also how you're perceived by others, right? Like uh, how do others perceive you? Like how do others, when, when you bring up your name in a room, do people like, Mm -hmm. Oh, that guy, or is it like, okay, you know, that's the other yeah, success, yeah. you know, I think you've achieved is, is, um, and I love seeing those reactions. If I, if I bring that Thanks, up, and like, you know, um, cause I would want the same thing, you know, like if someone right. brought my name in a room, wouldn't be like, Oh geez, that guy, you know? Yeah, um, I know, I know. But, uh, so speaking of, of, of pivoting around with, with, you know, mm-hmm. re- like readjusting things and kind of acclimating to what's going on now. And I say this so many times, uh, but <laughs> have you thought about starting a podcast? Dude, yeah. I mean, I I wanted to do a podcast. See, now it's like everybody's doing a podcast, you know, like I, especially musicians, right? Because mm-hmm. we have this idle time. And I've been talking about it for years. Um, and I still am. I just, you know, even now I'm looking into like, okay, what's the, what are the, all the avenues, all the different ways of doing stuff. Um, I really would. It would just really have to be, of a certain content, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and I, and I, and I was planning on doing, um, this on the road, you know, I, I came up with this name and I was like, that's really cool. And I'm like, you know, I know everybody, I, you know, here we are at this festival or tour and I'm here I am with all these big rock stars and it's, they're my friends. And I'm like, I, why not just do like this interview them for 15 minutes, you know, outside the venue and just talk real life. But my questions would be different, you know what I mean? Cause I am, cause I am a man of faith. I, I really like to get down to the heart of, of things, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so I don't, I, I do, I, I want to, I totally, totally want to, I, I don't see it 
I mean, I do see it happening. Um, again, I, I, I get in my head a lot where like, I just, I don't want it to be about me mm-hmm. and everything I do. So a lot of times, you know, there's things where it's like, I just don't want it to seem like I'm doing this for me. It's more like, I don't know. Just, I guess I just got to come with a game plan, but sure, I definitely would love to do it, man. Well, I think, and I was talking to another uh, musician about this idea. Like, I just think people are doing it wrong where, mm. you know, it, to not make it about you, why not like, like go out and interview fans of your music, right? Like go talk to like a real life person right. and get their story. <clears throat> but, but you're getting that story from them. So it's yeah. about them. People are listening initially because it's your podcast, but you're pulling real life stories and then you can tie in all these different things. You know what I mean? Where yeah. um, I thought that would be a cool idea as well to to do like just flip the tables, you know? Yeah. Like, dude. hey, For sure, been, I slept on your floor when we were, you know, you know, 19 <laughs> years old. And now, you know, let's talk, you know, let's talk real yeah, life. You yeah. know what I mean? Like what would, yeah. so, so what would you, and not to make this all about podcasting, but uh, what kind of, so say, say you were, you know, in these rooms with these big rock stars on this festival. Right. And mm. someone like say, so, so we have a mutual friend, Brian from corn. Um, yeah. say you're interviewing Jonathan who's not religious. What, how would you approach that? Like that content? And would you want, cause you're talking about wanting to, um, you know, how would you question someone of that stature being a Christian and, and, and having that such a big part of your life, how would you go about doing that with, with someone like that? Who's kind of adamantly against it. Um, right. Right. But you'd still want to talk to them, of course, like, cause yeah. I'm, I'm not religious, but I'm talking to yeah. you and I respect your, your views hundred mm, percent. But you know, sure. I always have, I have no issue with any of that. And I like talking about it because it's a different right, perspective. Right. I appreciate that. I don't want to talk to people who think the way I do For all the time. Sure. But how would you approach that situation? Not to put you on the spot, but, you know, like you do it any day, every day anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the cool part is that I built relationships with people, um, you know, all these years, even, you know, all these rock stars, I built relationships with them um, because I never I never want to preach to anybody or tell them how to live their lives because I, I, I want, I want to live it out. Not that I'm perfect, you know, mm-hmm. not that I haven't made mistakes. I'm sure there's plenty of stories. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes, um, but I want it to be real and authentic the way I, I spoke about my mom earlier. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that happens, you know, I, I have, you know, because of, of the investments and the friendships, you know, had, he came to faith because of, because of those friendships and mm-hmm. that, that realness, right. Not, not this religious experience. Um, you know, and I have guys that come up, you know, they'll, they'll knock on the tour bus door and come in and say, dude, I, this tragedy just happened in my life. Can dude, can you pray for, for me? You know? And I'm like, dude, yeah, you know, it's because it's trusted, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, because I've, I've invested in that. And I, and I really do take a lot of pride in, in, in the fact that I love people. It's not about me selling them anything or trying to, you know, push some agenda. I, I love them. I always, you probably remember this magazine. It was called back in the day. It was called heaven's metal, but it was, uh, now it's called HM. Um, and I remember seeing the magazine and reading the magazine and it was always these Christian bands that I really knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, but at the end of their magazine, they'd always have, you know, then they'd have a slayer. They'd have somebody that I knew about. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they're interviewing them. And I always thought it was really well done because obviously the, the journalist was a fan. And it was like, Hey, tell me about this song and these lyrics and, and this band. And, you know, when you grew up, I know you did this and that. So they were invested into the person. They knew the person. They weren't just, you know, this guy or gal that they're interviewing because they're a rock star and they would, they cared about everything. And then when they get to the last question, it was, that's why I would, that's the reason, only reason I even got the magazine was because I loved re- reading this, this part. Right. Yeah, yeah. And at the end they go through an in, in interview, just like Rolling Stones magazine would. And at the end they'd say, that's awesome. Now, well, my last question is, and they said, you know, in, in the Bible, Jesus claims to be the way, the truth and the life and that no man can come to the father. No man can go to heaven except through him. What do you think about that? And then, then these guys be like, dude, is this an effing Christian magazine? Or then some people be like, uh, uh, that's kind of cool. Uh, you know, other people be like, I don't got no problem with Jesus. You know, and it was like, they were stunned, yeah. but it's, it's, a, it's a real question. You know, it's saying, because to, to me, the way I approach my faith is very punk rock. Like we talked mm-hmm. about them is very hardcore the way we talked about. Yeah. So it's like, dude, there's nobody in history that's claimed to be this. He's either he's a liar, he's a lunatic or he's Lord. So what do you, what do you think about that? Cause all these these, to me, these religions and, and these philosophies, no one has ever claimed and made the claims. No one has ever done the things of Jesus. What do you, what, I just want your thought. And if you say, dude, he can go whatever himself mm-hmm. I can, you know, or I effing hate God, dude, I want to hear it. Yeah. I really do want to hear it, you know, um, from, from anybody, you know, but c- coming from a, a rock star, even maybe even more, uh, you know, more yeah. cool, but I really do. So the same thing with Jonathan, it would, it would be like, dude, I, I just want to know what you think, dude, because I really do care about what you think. I'm not, yeah. I'm not pushing an agenda, you know, dude, that's a, that's a perfect, uh, that's a perfect <laughs> way to do it. Yeah, you should do this, man. I'm telling you, you should do this. It'll happen. You should do this. Dude, you can keep I, in touch with everybody. You know, I just <laughs> love, I love promoting the medium because it's such a great yeah, yeah. thing. You know, like, uh, you know, you and I didn't meet through music, but yeah. I know you through music. You know, having mm-hmm. the the tape or the the CD in my car, <laughs> seeing on TV, to then now, you know, I'm a plumber, not in music anymore, yeah. but we're chatting on here. Right. Yeah, dude. Because of another normal dude, Scott Bowling, who connected <laughs> us together, who just as a hobby, come out to my house and do this show. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah, and it's dude. just connecting people, you know, and, and uh sure. it's awesome. This is this is really great. I really think you should should put some deep thought into that yeah, during yeah. this time, you know. Some something's gonna happen. Maybe it's gotta figure out a cool way to do it and you know do something interesting but um dude yeah dude it'll happen you, you can hit me up anytime we got the network we could get all sorts of things going yeah, yeah. questions you have whatever like i'm telling i really sure. enjoyed chatting with you and and uh you're a very engaging person i like that and you have that naturally yeah, and so. that's what will make you a great host of of a podcast or even just a just a show in general you know whether yeah. it's a podcast awesome, or man. not um and maybe maybe it's something that makes you uncomfortable like being the front man and you can <laughs> delve headfirst into that and own it right yeah yeah for sure dude dude yeah well this is this has been really great sonny dude i really appreciate the Thanks, time bro. man and and uh you're i mean you're welcome back anytime on the show i, I really dude. i really love this um yeah you know thank you for all the music over the years and 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 continuing 
and uh, just being a good example of just being a good human being, you know? Hey, you know, I you see people that. in your position that are great people. It it just means there's potential for anyone to do that. You know, it's yeah, cool. yeah, dude. Um, I appreciate that, man. That means yeah. more than um, yeah. It's uh, it's about character, man. You know, I, I um, it, it that's what thirty years hasn't changed. Where I knew it was ne- it was never about me. I never wanted to be about me. It was just I wanted um because of what I believed in, I knew it was real. I, I wanted it to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and same thing. It's the one kid, you know, kids, I say kids, but when, when fans or whatever come up and they're like, dude, you guys rock. Or they, they say all these things. It's like, that's awesome. It's awesome. I'm glad you like the music, but when, you know, it's, it's about when the person comes up and it's like, dude, I, I've, I've found faith because of you, or, or I was going to kill myself until I heard that song. Or dude, you, your music has gotten me through hell, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, dude, we're doing something, you know, it yes. wasn't, my intentions were never to be a rock star. I was like, dude, we're doing, we're, we set out to do something and we did it. And even, you know, you look back 30 years now and you're like, man, have I done anything? If I, does it mean anything? You know, you still question a lot of stuff or what, what yeah. am I supposed to be doing now? Yeah. You still question a lot of things, you know, but, um, or, you know, I, there's so many times I've been on tour where like, I'm done. I want to quit. I just want to mm-hmm. be with my family, go home, get a real job. Um, and then, you know, you'll here will come a, like a single mom with her kids. And they're like, dude, you saved my life. And these kids now they're listening to your music and like, all right, one more show. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> one more city you yeah. know like whatever yeah one more album <laughs> it's bigger than all of us it's bigger yeah, than all dude. of us music itself is believe bigger that. than all of us predates yeah, language that. it's in all of us our bodies are <laughs> instruments our heartbeats everything it's all for sure music right it's all totally just agree. feel um i do have to ask you one more thing because my yeah. buddy my buddy jake uh hamilton will will not uh he'll be he'll be bummed if i did not ask you this. okay so when the new tool record came out that mm-hmm. you've probably heard this before, maybe you haven't. Uh, there's a song, I think it's called Numa and it is the exact yeah. intro to Southtown. Yeah. You've heard this. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about. Cause, cause <laughs> our guitar player is the one, I think we were at an airport like 6 AM leaving San Diego. And he, it's like, we first were listening to that. Dude, check out this song. And I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah. Do you guys know but, each you know, other? Marcus, uh, the tool we guys? went into um to, in passing back okay. in the day because they haven't really you know been around do or they, they don't have to do anything yeah. these days yeah. but but i know um marcos was always a huge fan of tool and so the first time we met those guys we were like oh dude you know and now and sure. now they're they're rewriting Southtown. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate see it's bigger than us yeah, right it's bigger than us it's the ultimate us. compliment you know? the record people have been waiting what 17 years for or something like yeah, whatever it yeah. is like uh the, yeah the first time we heard that he was like wait a minute i texted jake i was like dude yep. listen to this now listen to this what yeah no i'll get was, i'll get texts once in a while or i'll even or someone will say hey did you know nelly did a song called boom <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of stuff dude and he's like he ripped you guys off you know and then yeah. you know people will say this about another band or like dude whatever dude. it's all good the best things <laughs> are copied right exactly dude. i'm sure we've we've been influenced <clears throat> by so many many people you know it's just what it is yeah <laughs> 
dude, I just had to bring that one up because I, I was like, dude, yeah. if I ever have someone from POD on the show or Tool, I'm going to bring this up. And I will. If yeah. if if, uh, if Adam or Justin or anybody come on the show, I will bring yeah. it up and be like, all right, I got Sonny's word on it. What's yours? They're probably like, POD who? POD who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, I can't rip off anybody I never heard of, dude. That's the ultimate excuse. Yeah, well, I didn't hear it. Yeah. So, uh, no, dude. Well, exactly. dude, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Yeah, I appreciate it a lot. And and uh, I'll shoot you an email when this is going to come out and everything. And uh, yeah, man, it's been a real pleasure. Yeah, me too, man. Keep in touch, brother. I mean, we'll have to, I'll have to ask you some podcast questions. Dude, please do, man. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done yeah. it for a few others. Like, I love this medium and I love talking that stuff. So any questions yeah, you have, dude. hit me up equipment, whatever. Uh, for sure. And yeah, we have the network too. So, uh, lots awesome. of big shows going on. So yeah. it'd be a good fit. Yeah. Awesome. Brother. Right, well, brother. I appreciate you, man. Be safe and uh, continue healing. You too. Yeah. You too, man. <laughs> All Thank right. you, bro. See ya. <laughs> Bye. See you buddy. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sonny Sandoval from POD. What an awesome dude. What a great conversation. I had a blast talking with him and making a new buddy. And uh, yeah, I'm really glad you guys got to sit in on that one. And thanks again to Scott Bowling for connecting us together, Sonny and I. And uh, yeah, man, his episode's coming up later this week. We're going to do another two-episode week uh, and see how long we can do that. Maybe we'll do two episodes a week for a couple weeks in a row. I don't know. We've, we've done, what, the 12 days of peer pleasure. We did a 10-episode blast in February of last year. And uh there's no rules, man. I like it. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so let's uh, let's give it up for our sponsors. We have uh, Classic Grit, which is Riley from Thrice's company, uh, baseball-themed hardcore merch. You can find them on Instagram, writer Evan Robeson Studios, also on Instagram. Uh, get some leather work done. He did, you know, guitar straps, front pocket wallets, all sorts of stuff for me after my dad passed away and uh, stuff that'll last a lifetime fantastic stuff uh sx coffee roasters my buddy uh aaron dahlbeck from bain his coffee company it's fantastic uh if you use the code pleasure it'll get you 10 percent off your order at sxcoffeeroasters.com sweet drop cbd uh 20 off your order if you use the code pleasure all capitals 20 percent off your order of the finest cbd out there no thc all the good benefits of uh the hemp plant so uh, check out sweetdrop.com for that deal. All right, guys, I am going to get out of here. I got so much stuff to do. Thank you for coming back week after week. I know I say it every week, but thank you so much. Rate and review the show. Tell a friend. Keep telling friends. Join the Peer Pleasure uh, Podcast Inner Circle Facebook group. If you get a chance, go to Facebook. Just type that in the search bar and send in a request, and we'll get you uploaded into the group. All right, guys, as always, we'll see you on the radio.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.